Like motivation is great, but dedication is much, much stronger. Welcome to the Wellbeing Champions podcast brought to you by Loon Base. My name is Aaron. Uh, my name is Tom. This is the Wellbeing Champions podcast, where we bring you pearls of wisdom from the best and brightest in the wellbeing world. We aim to share knowledge and learn from others on how to enable people to truly work and live well. On today's show, we welcome Amy Kenny. Amy is an executive assistant at the University of Cumbria Student Union and plays a big role in looking after the well-being of her team. She has a self-professed passion for moving heavy things, which she has developed into becoming a certified British weightlifting coach and a CrossFit coach working out of Hive Athletics in Lancaster. She's a straight-talking, passionate advocate for well-being and mental health. Amy, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So we like to start each episode with our Fast Five warm-up questions. Okay. So the first question is, what's your favourite day of the week? Monday. And why Monday? Uh, just because I like to get started. So Sunday for me is normally like a bit of a rest day, have a bit of a chill out. And then uh, Sunday evening is like prep, get going for Monday. Uh, I think um, Monday's got a bit of a bad rep, got a bad press. Everyone's like, I think if you can get yourself keen and engaged for a Monday, then the rest of the week sort of just flows a bit easier. You're right. And are you a night owl or an early riser? Early riser. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could, yeah, I, I would have guessed. I would have guessed. Uh, what, what time's what, early? What time's early? Um, even on a weekend, I would struggle to still be in bed at eight, nine o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I'm a early to bed, early to rise kind of girl, much to the distress of my friends and family. <laughs> and do you prefer instant messaging or phone call? Instant messaging, uh, purely because I'm a bit rubbish on the phone. Um, I, I am one of those people that like, I'll see a call and I can quite happily let that slide. Um, but for me, message is just easier in terms of like busy lifestyle, keeping connected. Um, if it's a serious conversation or like I want to have a proper catch up with somebody, then I'd rather like FaceTime or call. But day to day, definitely a messenger. And uh, squats or deadlifts? Deadlifts, always deadlifts. <laughs> and if you were going to live in isolation on a desert planet, which three things would you take with you and why? I would take something to play music uh, or listen to podcasts on because uh, I like learning and I like all sorts of different types of music. So that's kind of like my chill downtime. I take my yoga mat that goes with me everywhere. I've got a little holster for it um, just because I like moving. I figure if I'm going to be there, I might as well try and like, learn some cool yoga poses. Um, and probably my partner. I think he'd be quite annoyed if I went off without him. <laughs> That was... I mean, he'd probably like the piece for a little bit, but I think he might miss me. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, very well done. Very politically correct there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the right order. <laughs> yeah, spin it around. Spin it around. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your, kind of your background and, and, uh, and how did you get into, well, how did you get into weightlifting, first of all? So I've always been really active as a teenager and I was at high school I was on every school team going netball rock climbing uh, I set up a, helped set up a women's football team all the way through high school and then I went off to college and my passion outside of school was horse riding I went off to college and did that so again still active riding uh, just a very active lifestyle and then to supplement that I went to the gym um like you'd catch me so VVV used to be a gym in Morecambe you'd catch me in there with my mum on a weekend at a weight gym at the university I went to and then riding sort of took over and going to the gym sort of stopped and then uh, a couple of years ago um so I used to ride lots of different horses and I had my own and then I lost my my main horse which was very sad um, and I realized that actually all my activity came from horses but I didn't have the same passion to be around them anymore so I hit the gym again and I found it really boring from going from something that's really sociable so playing on a netball team or being at a yard of people and um, I could spend three hours in the gym 
and not speak to a person, just have my headphones in for the whole time. And then a friend of mine found CrossFit and was like, you have to come, you'll love it. And I was like, what is it? I've never heard of it. So I went down and that was about three and a half years ago. And I've never left. (laughs) Um, And what I found is it's this amazing community of people all from different backgrounds or with different agendas for being there, whether it's they want to be strong or they want to be a good role model to their kids or they just want to have a bit of fun for an hour of a day and they still want to keep fit, um, whether they play rugby at a high level and it's just a bit of additional sport. And I loved it so much, I had a look into how to become a coach. And off my own back, I went and I did my, co- I went and did my CrossFit Level 1. Um, and I was really fortunate that when I passed it, I went back to my gym and told them and they offered me a part-time job. So I started coaching just a couple of hours a week. And over the last, coming up for 18 months, I'm now one of the coaches in my gym. I coach CrossFit. Um, I also was coaching a strength and conditioning program. Um, as part of being that team, I was really fortunate to be able to sit my British weightlifting level one. And now I'm wanting to work towards my level two. Um, and I think for me, the British weightlifting side of stuff, uh, for me, CrossFit was really appealing because it's so diverse you get to do a little bit of everything so there's gymnastics there's conditioning and there's weightlifting but there's something really empowering as a woman about chucking heavy weights around wow obviously the pandemic's had a huge impact on all gyms and training and so uh, yeah, i'd love to know how you've translated some of your training to you know your kind of your home routine and what does that look like and how are you how are you staying fit and active at home um so for me i think i just had to it took a bit of time and I think it did for everybody like chain no, none of us are really keen on change as much as we'd like to be and enforced change like outside of your control people aren't really keen on so there's a bit of an adjustment period and for me it just made me I had to shift my perspective so I wasn't act, being active in the ways I had been previously so I didn't have my heavy deadlift days because I didn't have that kind of kit at home um I didn't have I couldn't do heavy squats but I have got a kettlebell and I have got a yoga mat and I'm really lucky that where I live I've got lots of walks and loads of places to run so I just had to shift my perspective and actually it gave me the opportunity to work on some things that I would probably naturally avoid so I am not a long distance runner I, I genuinely could not think of anything worse but during lockdown it's given me the opportunity to push myself to do that um and just think about looking after my body so I've really got into mobility and I've tried to pass that on to my clients as well and just uh, like like we were just saying like I'm working from home at the moment I'm sat I'm sat at a desk this isn't how I would choose to work but actually I'm not designed to sit at a desk all day so making sure that I'm still moving and just little accountable things like having a step goal just so I'm not sat here all day because the first couple of weeks of lockdown like point one I probably would struggle to have got a thousand steps in a day if I'd have just done my day job. So I think it's just accepting where you like where you are and what you've got, and then what can you do with that? You can still do star jumps and burpees in your lounge. Everybody's got somewhere they can do a star jump. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was just that that having a bit of a mindset shift, and I am quite like motivation is great, but dedication is much much stronger. So not every day you're going to wake up and think, I really want to run 5K today. But being dedicated to your cause or having an end goal, I think that's a much different kind of mindset. And, and the skills that you've developed from training and coaching, has that translated into the way that you're supporting your team at University of Columbia Student Union? Yeah. Yeah, what skills have you got from there that you think you've brought to that team? I think an understanding that everybody's different. So not, there's no one size fits all, whether you're talking mental or physical well-being. Um, and you just have to make sure that people are getting some sort of support. So whatever that is, whether it's to, to get them to go out for a walk at lunchtime or to not be working eight till eight 
like I have got personally and professionally, I know people that have, they're working from home and they don't have that structured start and end of day. And I think just reminding people like, you know, it's 5.30, you're still here, you started at seven, maybe it's time to just put down tools on whatever you're doing. And I think giving people that support, so just giving people the opportunity to talk. So um, at work, we set up just a, it's, I call it coffee and catch up. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's with something we don't get to do because we're not in the office with each other anymore. And it's just a half an hour slot once a week. We're all busy. Well, a lot, um, quite a lot of the team I work with are part-time, but it just gives them half an hour to offload and have a bit of a brainstorm. And at first I'd banned like work talk. So don't use it as half an hour to try and catch somebody and ask them to do a job for you. <laughs> um, and I think then it's a bit more human because everybody understands what everybody else is dealing with, whether it be homeschooling or being feeling really isolated because you live on your own or those kind of things. So I think being able to communicate effectively, like I've done a lot of jobs before I've ended up in these two positions and I'm very lucky, but part of the skills that I've got from that is that I am naturally a bit of an introvert, but I can talk to most people about most things. And I'm also a good listener. And I think um, we were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. So giving people a safe space where you can just sit and listen and just be like, what? like it doesn't go beyond us two unless, unless I'm concerned. Um, but just giving them a bit of a safe space to have someone just be like, right, I'm all yours for the next 15, 20 minutes, go. And whatever they need to say. We're very good at saying, are you okay? And somebody goes, yeah, I'm fine. And then that, and like moving on with your day. Yeah. And I think the, can, the kind of communications I get to make with people at the gym and those kind of connections, you have a bit of an idea of what's going on in the background. And then you can be more supportive as a coach, as a friend, as a mentor, as a, as an, as a well-being advocate. And without breaking... Like, you know, without obviously divulging what people are specifically going through or, or, or kind of like breaking any confidentiality, what have been the kind of trends and in, in terms of the hardest challenges that your team have encountered over the past, well, you know, coming up a year now? Um, homeschooling, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Trying to do your workload and juggle uh, and, and prioritising your children as well. I think, and that's not just with homeschooling, I think that's just childcare and being present as a parent, I think that's really hard when you feel like you need to be doing your job and you need to be on a laptop, but your child, and then you just kind of like, you fob your child off to Peppa Pig. <laughs> I think there's a lot of guilt around that, and I think that there shouldn't be. I think children children just want to be safe and loved and in a caring environment, and employers need to have an understanding that, that families, the priorities, like the, most, the reason most people go to work is so that they can afford a lifestyle for their family, especially if you've got kids. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a big one I think isolation people actually being on their own so like two ends of the same spectrum like some people are being overstimulated they've got too much and their their standards maybe that they're not setting for themselves but society is set for them like you need to be a good parent you need to work hard and then you need to tick off all these other boxes in the day and there's just not enough hours actually like for me and what I try and like emphasize with my team is like I want you to be happy and healthy I want you to feel supported in your workspace so actually if you're struggling and you're not happy and that's impacting your health that's got an impact on your family and that's got an impact on your work so for me happy and healthy are sort of pro bono and that's the same for people who are living on their own um I'm really fortunate now my partner's with me but at the beginning of lockdown I was living on my own and I found that really hard so I can relate on both ends of the spectrum I think and I think um, people not understanding what each other's going through. So that's the part of the reason that coffee and catch-up is having an understanding that we're all weathering the same storm, but we're not necessarily all in the boat. Some people are in yachts and some people are in dinghies. 
and some people's lives are full of Peppa Pig, so I can I can relate I can relate, yeah. I can relate <laughs> I to that. <laughs> well, it's interesting to say that we yeah uh, we um, had to set the rule in our household that our three year old would watch twelve hours of telly a day if um, if she was allowed to. But in the, in lockdown, uh, you know, part one, we set the rule of no television till four o'clock, and and I think that was easy then for us that we had a target in mind that we can turn the telly on and you can have some downtime at four p.m. But until then, we've got to find ways to entertain you and and for you to entertain yourself. Um, so that you know that for us, that structure and rule that as soon as the clock ticks for over four pm, okay, television can go it's on. Yeah, it's perfect time, or, or yeah, or whatever the flavor of the month was. Um, but um, but yeah, that rule for us was was really helpful. Yeah, and we've slipped back away from it, and then we realised that you know suddenly behaviour changes, and and so then we have to move back again to it. So um, uh, yes, yeah, so that that would be my tip. Great. If you personally feel overwhelmed or stressed are there any techniques that are your go-to so first thing is I'm a bit retrospective so is there something that I've done before feeling that so am I been have I been eating well have, have I been drinking plenty of fluids have I slept well I like nobody wants to see me on four hours sleep like, it's not it's not pretty and I used to do it and now cup of tea eight hours sleep I'm good to go good. anything less than that don't talk to me before my first cup of tea. I'm an early riser, but I like silence. Um, and then if I think actually that's all those things I've tried to manage. When was the last time I went outside, even if the weather's been rubbish? Like for me, just being outside get, and I think a break away from your space, like everybody's home at everything at the moment, um, especially if you're working from home. So my home is currently where I eat, where I sleep, where I work, where I train. And like for you guys who've got kids, like it's now your nursery, like full time. <laughs> so I think like even so like yesterday, the weather was awful and the day before the weather was awful, but I went out for a walk and got soaked. But actually I was in a much better mood when I came in. I think you need that headspace, whether you go out in silence, go out and listen to a podcast, just get out of your your, your own head for a bit. And I think that's the thing, like people are spending too much time in their own heads. And then it's really easy for, um, I do it all the time. Like I get in my head and then I make something that's, that is essentially a small problem um, into something much bigger. And I sometimes need someone to just balance me out. But actually, you know, you've got a roof over your head, you eat well, you've got a job. There's people way worse off and it's like that. And it doesn't mean that those little things are any lesser. I'm not belittling those. But um, I think getting outside is key. I'm moving, whether that's yoga, going for a run, chucking the kettlebell around i just think like it doesn't need to be a big physical activity but moving whatever it is moving is like top of my list of things to do and then also like connect with people when was the last time you actually saw another person's face or spoke to somebody on the phone like i said earlier like messenger for me is key but it's really easy to feel isolated if you don't speak to another human being all day Right. So that deep reflection of when you get to a point where you're struggling, then you yeah you retrospectively look back. Um, is, is are there like certain triggers that will that like will would the trigger for you be someone says oh you know you sound like you're having a bad day and that triggers the reflection or is it actually you find yourself reaching for the fifth cup of tea and that might be the trigger for you? Like how how do you define when how do you define when you're struggling to then kind of trigger that reflection? I think it's different for everybody. Um, and I think it depends on what the thing is. So um, for me, um, I don't drink a lot of tea. So yeah, definitely if I was reaching for the fifth cup of tea, I'd be thinking this isn't normal because I know what's normal for me. Um, I don't think for me personally, external um, comment happens very often. Um, 
I suffer with anxiety, but I'm what they call a highly functioning anxious person. Um, so actually, I think people don't necessarily see that I've got anxiety. So they, they see me probably as you see me now, whether that's me having a good day or bad day or an indifferent day. Um, I think it would take a lot. I would have to have reached quite a dark place for somebody to 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 externally notice because it's just part of my thing. So for me, it's definitely a lot more introspective. Like, why am I tired? Why am I grumpy? Like, why have I just bitten the head off my partner? Um, why do I not want to answer my phone? Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate that I've, I've built that pattern of behaviours for myself so I can hold myself accountable. But it's not for everybody. Like, for some people, it will be. Well, you look tired. Are you okay? Or you sound a bit stressed or you're a bit short on that phone call. Is everything okay? And I think the other side of that is people need to feel brave enough that they can have that conversation with somebody. Like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you really okay? Well, actually, the baby didn't sleep last night. Or I've had a bit of a tummy bug and I'm not feeling great. Or I had a row with my partner. Or I'm a bit worried about money. I think people need to be a bit braver about having those conversations. That's that's great. It's really powerful. And in terms of the proactive stuff you've been doing with your team, what other stuff have you found has been successful in terms of promoting, you know, promoting happiness and well-being of your team? Is there anything you've been doing collectively? Um, Yeah, so uh, the other thing that, so we do these half an hour coffee and catch-ups in there for the whole team, but I also offer out, so I'm a mental health first aider, um, so I've been offering out half an hour catch-up slots. So they're, they're not compulsory. So I don't like frog march people in and be like, you have to sit on a Zoom call with me for half an hour because that's not productive. But I offer them out and I remind everybody monthly that they're there. And some people take them and some people don't. But I will still check in on everybody, whether it's by messenger or I'll just be like, have you got five minutes for a quick chat? Just, you sounded stressed. I realised you sent me an email at 11pm last night. Is everything okay? Those kind of things. Um, And again, that's just a space for me to listen. And if there's anything I can do to help. So obviously I can't help with homeschooling not from a not from a practical point of view but if you say oh actually um school have said i've got to get three hours of homeschooling in a day right we'll block out a bit of time in your calendar so like 10 till 1 you do homeschooling with your children and make sure that they've got lunch and then you hand over to your partner or whatever just so then it's manageable for them and they feel like they're getting supported um we sent out dse assessments to everybody so i go through those so they're like you're space somebody's got a safe working environment or a practical working environment in terms of health and safety um we do so i've been doing like on thursday i did throwback thursdays so i was like what is your favorite memory of working with the su like pre-covid post like current current climate before covid and one of the women i work with has been in the union for eight years and she pulled out some absolute pelters (laughs) Like things I've not seen. <laughs> so I've only been with them two years. So I was like, these are, these are classy. Like people I still I work with now that are still there eight years ago. It's magic. And then like, and then people start sharing stories. So they were talking about a student protest we did about um, like, fun, like funding cuts eight years ago. So it's, it, we're a much smaller union now, but like just being able to share those kind of stories and like get people to come together. Um, we've been doing the action for happiness calendar. So I'd shared that with the team and we'd sort of like gone through it and picked a couple of things. My officers are amazing. So um, for anybody who doesn't know anything about student unions, we get elected officers every year. So I have an academic officer, an activities officer and a wellbeing officer. And obviously this year has been a bit strange for them because everything's been online, but they have been phenomenal. And supporting the wellbeing of our students has been like top priority. So um, although I support staff, I also help them support students. So we've done... 
um, food parcels. So for any students that are self-isolating, can't get to the shops and not going to get a delivery for a couple of days. Maybe are financially struggling because times are hard and students' jobs would normally be pubs, cafes, retail. None of those things are open. So um, we're just providing a bit of additional support. So we put together food parcels and you you'd literally just request, like, no questions asked. We'll deliver them to your house, so, like socially distanced, COVID secure. Um, we did well-being packs. So they had playing cards and activities and exercises and all that kind of stuff in them. Um, and I think as well, doing stuff like that is really good for morale in the team because we all got involved in that and everybody had a part to play. Oh, that's amazing. And I think just to take it back to the coaching side for a moment, if someone was to come to you with no experience or maybe no previous weightlifting training, how would you recommend they, they get started? And maybe what's that first month of coaching look like? My recommendation to anybody is just start. Um, so CrossFit is great. Obviously, I'm an advocate for it. I'm a coach. Um, I'm part of an amazing community of coaches. So we've got a UK study group and we're part of the Northwest. Um, but for... Anybody that just is a bit curious and wants to come give it a go, just start because you'll you will find you're instantly part of a community. CrossFit is based on community. It's not about athletes. It's not about going to games. CrossFit is about community. So our other members, even we had new people start in our new COVID measures, and previously it was all high fives and um, cheering and stuff. And obviously it's changed, but the community is no different. So you're in a two meter by two meter box, but you're in a two meter by two meter box with eleven other people. Not all in one box, you've all got your own box. Yeah. <laughs> um, and each person is there for their own different reason. We're not, it, and it's, I'm talking specifically about where I work now, because it will be slightly different at each gym, but we are a gym for people. So I have um, students, I have mums, I have grandparents, all under one roof, all doing exactly the same thing. And it doesn't matter if you've never done a push-up before, I can give you a scalability for that. And there's something, there will be something you will be good at and there will be always something that you will want to get better at. And I think that's the, I think that's the bug for people. So if you're curious, contact your local box. Like when gyms are allowed to open and you want to go down, just pop in and just see what it's all about. Each box is slightly different just because your community is different. The participants you have in it will be different. But for me, I love the diversity and also every, I think for me, I want that to be the best hour of your day. I want you to, whatever stresses, whether it's um, you had a rubbish day at work or you've got an assignment due in or you're just tired, like come in, you can share that with your coach, you can share that with your community and then you're just in a room full of really supportive people. So it doesn't matter if you come first or last in the workout, there will be somebody cheering your name at some point in time. And I think that's the thing. So my recommendation would be just to find one and give it a go. And it probably isn't for everybody. There's a caveat on that. It might not be for everybody. If you really like going to the gym on your own and doing bicep curls, then maybe CrossFit isn't for you. But try it. And I think the other thing I found, when we, when we did lockdown one and we came out and people were allowed to go back to do things, I think people started thinking, actually, what have I been waiting for? Not just in CrossFit, but in life. Like, and having that, not being able to do something made people try stuff that they'd wanted to do before. Sign me up. <laughs> Where would you kind of like to take your future as a coach and your relationship with CrossFit? Like, would you compete or what are some of your milestones that you're currently going for? Um, so for me right now, um, 
I think I'm a firm believer that you can only do maybe three things well at any one point in time, like really well. Um, and sadly, being a coach and an athlete, you have to pick one. I think you can be a good athlete, but you can't be a great athlete and a great coach because at some point in time, you have to choose your, your athletes over your own athleticism. So for me, for the last 18 months, I've just been focusing on trying to be a good coach. Um, and for me, I just want to continue that journey. So I don't know if you can see, I've got a cork board behind me. There's lots of different yeah. things. So they're all things that I want to achieve as a coach. So different courses I want to finish. Or So for me, right now, it's just continuing on this amazing journey. I'm, on. I'm really lucky that I've got such supportive members and I get honest feedback. Um, and I'm in a really supportive environment. Um, in terms of competing, I did a lot of that just before I passed my exam. I had like a full year because I thought I don't want to coach people who want to go out and compete and not know what that feels like. I want to say it was 2019. I did like 10 competitions. I did grocery weightlifting. I did CrossFit. I did CrossFit teams. Um, and I enjoyed it and it's fun. But I am not, I'm not an athlete. Like in that, in that term, like I'm never going to go to the games. But I enjoy competing, not to pit myself against other people, but just to push myself and see how far I can go. And I think then that gives you an idea of how you can help other people do that. So um, CrossFit has, it's called the Open and anybody can take part. So if you were part of a CrossFit gym and you want to join in, you just sign up. I think it's 15 quid and you do six weeks of workouts, but they're scalable for everybody. So it doesn't matter whether your nan wanted to do it, your teenager wanted to do it, you want to do it. There's a version for everybody. And for me, that's what CrossFit is about, is watching all my members cheer on each other push themselves as hard as they can as hard as they want to on that day you don't have to like, I'm not asking people to bust a gut like but just challenging each other and having a supportive environment to do that in um so for me I cope so I want to get my average weightlifting level two I'm working towards some of the qualifications so I can do personal training sessions um and I think I didn't realize this until I started coaching, but being an empowerment for women, I didn't realize how strongly I felt about this. But actually, there is something really powerful about realizing you don't have enough barbells in a gym for all the women that you train and asking them to have to like, I'm going to have to ask you to step up here because I've got people in here that can't do what I'm asking you to do. Um, and just, and I think the other thing I've, uh, I've found while coaching is people don't believe in themselves. They really like having a cheerleader. I'm quite ha I am more than happy to be like, what are you doing with that 10 kilo dumbbell? I know, <laughs> I know that you can go heavier than that. And they're like, can I? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can. And then they finish the workout and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I don't know. And, like, and I think that that feeling that's why i want them to take out of the gym and into their everyday life i think everyone's desperate for the gyms to open and, and uh, fingers crossed it sooner rather than later yeah <laughs> what aspects of your teamwork and the kind of get togethers and support you've been giving each other will you take into the future so you know say like a year from now covid is done with and and we're all working in office spaces if we want to what do you think the positive aspects that you've learned over the past year that you'll definitely continue with so i think for my UCSU team, um, I think Teams is an absolute godsend um, because before we were a very small team, we're based over four sites and you sort of become individualised to those sites. And I think what this has made us realise is actually that's not the case at all. Like 
just because of my geographic location doesn't mean I can't help a colleague in Ambleside or a colleague in Carlisle. And I think that's something I really want to take forward, that just because we're geographically spaced out doesn't mean that we're not a really well-functioning interlocking team. And I also think just being able to have that connectivity. So we used to do like staff days for all of us, like doing those kind of physical events will just mean a lot more. And they don't need to be all singing or dancing. It could just be, you know, I'm in Carlisle for the day. It'd be nice if we could all have lunch together. Yeah. And one big party as well. You know, I think we're all looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think just, I think business, like small businesses in particular have, they've had to be more empathetic and understanding about people's social situation, like, like what is going on outside of work. And I think you know, that's the other thing for me. I really want that to carry forward. So if you're having a bad day and you're working from home and you really just want to shut the laptop, like, I'm a big advocate for that. Like, I'm not going to name names, but I've had a couple of people who've been like in tears on teams. Like, I can't do this today. I'm like, shut the laptop. Go make yourself a cup of tea. How are you feeling now? Please go and do that. And I think that that needs to be a bigger part of small businesses or just business culture. Is like, I can't expect you to work if you're feeling this way. So having that understanding and just a bit of empathy, like we're all human. It doesn't matter if you're part of a big, a big organization or a small one, like you work with people, they're not numbers. Oh, really powerful. Thank you. So finally, where can people reach you and connect either through your work at UCSU or they're inspired to take up CrossFit and they live local to the Lancaster area? So if you want to check out CrossFit, it's Hive Athletics. So that's hiveathletics.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, so check them out. Um, Beth Hogarth is my head coach. Um, and she does with all our social media stuff as well. So just drop her a message and she'll more than happily help you out or just check out the website. Um, if anybody wants to connect with me directly, I'm on LinkedIn. So it's just Amy Kenny. Amy.Kenny7. Um, so there's lots of links to there. Um, I'm also a brand ambassador for a... Um, brand called Be Defiant and they are um they donate 10% of their profits to mental health charities and then we've got um advocates and stuff as well so I'd recommend checking them out so they're at Be Defiant. Oh great and I will link to all of that in the show notes at loombase.com so people can find all those links there. No well thank you so much. Absolutely yeah really appreciate that. Yeah, oh, thank you. That was great. Thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Loonbase. Loonbase is an all-in-one wellbeing platform for your workplace. Listeners of this podcast can get an exclusive deal. Just simply go to loonbase.com forward slash champions. That's loonbase.com forward slash champions to find out more.